Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're having a lovely day today. Today is Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. And before we go into today's topic, the song of choice is called Lay All Your Love On Me by, Tic- uh, by ABBA. And this song is very popular on TikTok right now. And uh, it's this is the TikTok version, one of them, one of the many, of Lay All Your Love On Me. I love this song. ABBA has such beautiful songs that is timeless. Uh, just like the Beatles, just like the Rolling Stones, that uh, for generations further, you know, going down the line, years now, years down the road, we'll remember more than half of the uh, singers today. That's a fact. Okay, so the topic of today is responding to Candace Owens' podcast that she talked about Prince Harry. I don't know exactly what the date is when she talked about this. I was scrolling through TikTok, and I happened to come upon this uh, clip on podcast uh, on the. T- on TikTok. I don't know even know this is her official uh, TikTok podcast, but I'm going to uh, play the clip what she said and I'm going to respond to you um my opinion because I did know Prince Harry personally. Uh last time I saw him was 2016 and um yeah, I'm going to give you my response from what I knew about Harry. Meghan Markle is a liar and a very bad actress, and the only person that buys her lies or her bad acting is her dumber husband, Harry. That's it. He's not a bright guy. He he really, Google, like, the grades that he got in courses that you would just go, how did you get these grades? I mean, it doesn't even make sense, you know? He's, he's like, failing. He failed everything, and that's not a big deal. He didn't go to university. Uh, I don't think that's a very big thing, but I think for a royal not to go to university, there are a lot of implications there, and Harry's just not smart. I think people just have to understand that not everybody is intelligent and Harry is not intelligent. And so he's, he's gonna learn the story. He's gonna go, oh, the press is just, even though she wrote this in her very own blog, the press is just being mean to M, being mean to M, that's all it is, they're just being mean. And she didn't really know, she knew about the royal wedding, but she didn't know that the royal family um, was in the royal wedding. It's just something stupid like that. Again, Markle is- So do you understand what Candace was saying? She's kind of, and I understand where she's coming from because Look at all the craziness that's happened since he met Meghan Markle. Meghan is a very strong-minded person, and Harry's not. And I'm going to be blunt on that. Uh, I first met Prince Harry, it was uh, July, I believe, July 24th, I think. I have to look at my uh, diary. But, um, yeah, I went to Cartier International Polo in uh, 2004, and is at Windsor. Um, such a lovely polo grounds, and it's been around forever. And um, it, Cartier, those who don't know, Cartier International Polo is a big, um, it's like Super Bowl of Polo, or beginning a Super Bowl, because then you have the finals uh, that uh, a few weeks after that went to the finals round for Polo, which was in Chantilly, France, which was an awesome experience. And I remember because I remember Team England was playing, I don't remember who they're playing against. Uh, Luke Tomlinson, I believe, was a captain. Luke is a, a very well known polo player. I. The whole Thomasons are wonderful people, and I will always support them. But uh, yeah, that summer was a crazy summer. Uh, those tuning in, I am Salty Vixen, and um, uh, the names, the pseudonym Salty Vixen came from the summer of 2004. I was part of the Polo World, or what I call the Polo Girls, and being part, uh, being a girl, being part of the Polo World, you get invited to lots of parties, and you get invited to going to these things or going. Uh, to events, and you get to know a lot of people that's in the media, including William and Harry. It's just, it's nothing, not a big deal. 
Uh, you know the story where Harry's talking about in his book Spare, which I could not believe he put that in there. That was ridiculous. Talking about when he lost his virginity. First of all, that I think why he included that story was because it was already in the public. Look at facts, look at the National Archives or whatever, you know, Daily Mail archives. It was talked about many years prior to that. So most of the stuff he had said was already out there in public. It's a great thing about the Internet. You recycle everything. Um, so he didn't really say anything new. It's the in-between stuff that he, the fillers, that was his personal opinion. But he had a ghostwriter, don't forget. So the ghostwriter was probably filling in with things that was already in the, the open in public, in the media. And so, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, when you're in, in polo, it does, it, no one really cares. You meet William and Harry, if you meet, um, I knew Prince Rashid of Jordan, really nice guy. I, I met Mick Jagger. I met a lot of great celebrities over the years just because London or England is a small country and it's so easy to meet people. Um, so, yeah, when I met Harry the summer of 2004, it was at Cartier. There's a story behind that, um, how I got to, I was introduced to him through mutual people we know. I am not going to go into details on my podcast right now, maybe sometime in the future if you all are interested in the story. But um, yeah, I remember walking to the tent. And so, oh, well, that's the tent. Okay, so after Cartier uh, happened, then there was two polo parties, Jack Kids Party and then the China White After Party. And I had a ticket to go to Jack Kid. But I wanted to go to the China White because I was going back to the States. I just wanted to experience, you know, party like it's 1999. Yes, a Prince song reference. It, I say that all the time just to be silly. And so I, one of the mutual people that Harry and I both know got me into the tent because I'm a girl. I've been part of the Polar Girls. Um, I got to go in free. So as I was walking in, uh, you had to buy the bands ahead of time. So they were sold out. They, and I have the band still. Uh, someone gave me that. So I still have the band in my, my uh, diary. If you all want to see photos of that, I don't mind. That's public. I can show that. So as I was walking in, there was this paparazzi guy. And I remember he had, he had like hair like Beethoven, you know, very white, a little bit wavy. You know, we think of Beethoven, uh, the composer. And as I'm walking in, the guy goes, come on, smile for the camera, the guy said. And Harry and a mutual person both gave the paparazzi the finger. That photo was put in magazines the very next morning. It's a very famous photo of flipping the bird. And I said to the paparazzi that very moment, I said, leave him alone. Anyone would have told the, the paparazzi guy, leave him alone. Let him enjoy the time. He says, the paparazzi said to me, and it really, it angered me. I think I understand why the celebrities cannot stand the paparazzi unless they hire them for their own personal gain. And personal gain meaning... Um, I'm sure you saw Meghan Markle's walkabout. She was hiking or whatever. Of course, she had hired paparazzi for that. But people just staking out and stalking the, the celebrities is ridiculous. And anyway, so the paparazzi guy said to me, he says, it's a party. I need to make money. And he's a public figure. And these photos are worth a lot of money. I said, but it's, let him have fun. And so, yeah. So after that, the paparazzi guy walked away. But he took photographs of a lot of people that you can Google and got the images, I think, uh, what is his name? Prince of Kent, son, oh gosh, can't remember his name. Uh, Scarlett, oh, Johansson, I think. I can't remember some of the celebrities that were there. Um, and some of William and Harry's mates were also there, uh, obviously. And I was, so I walked in, and because of a previous conversation I had with Harry earlier, before uh, Cartier started, I sat at the table uh, where Harry was, not because of Harry, 
I was, but I was waiting for a mutual person we know. And there's a huge story behind all that. That's why I'm not going to reveal names on that person. But that person was being a little butthead, so to speak. And so I was waiting for that guy to come back. And Harry was talking about with myself. And there were several other girls at the table. And I remember some of his mates were getting Harry drunk. And Harry actually refused the alcohol. I'm going to make this clear because the media had written so much rubbish about that. Uh, China White After Party. And in the Netflix series... They, the first episode, they showed, uh, whoever did the editing, showed the newspaper clipping from that day, and it triggered so many memories. And no one's defended Harry, because they don't. You know, the, the friends are not going to defend Harry, because they know Ruthless, the way the media is. Even today, if you go to social media, how much bullying goes on, look at Candace Owens. I respect her. I watch her stuff. She, her, her thoughts are accurate. Things she says is accurate. But the stuff she says about Harry being dumb, that really does trigger me, because Harry is not stupid. He doesn't make right decisions, and I'll tell you why on that part in a second. Um, but Harry is a very he's a very kind person, and I will say that. He does have anger. I have dealt with Harry's anger years later, but at that time, Harry came to my defense. So I was you know, waiting for that person to come back. Uh, Harry's talking about his time in Africa, and he was just so in love with it. He was His, his idea, he has such wonderful um, passion and never met anyone with so much passion that entire summer. This guy was 19 years old and I was 23. And by the way, no, for you all are asking Salty, you know, if, if Salty Vixen fancied him, I did not fancy him. I had no interest in him, but I listened to him talk with so much passion. I noticed that people around him really didn't give a, a flying leap about what he had to say. This is the biggest problem with Harry. He is an intelligent person, but people don't listen to him. When you are in Harry's shoes, I know because I'm the same way. People would not listen to me. I remember in, in high school, I raised my hand with some uh, really cool ideas for projects, being told, oh, that's stupid, Salty. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that, Salty. That's a dumb idea, Salty. Then they take the idea from me. So I understand where Harry's coming from. I always understood. Um, but because of who he is, he also can't say much more either because you don't want to cause a lot of uh, drama or negativity. So he tends to do what is told so much that it's it. I, I did see him kind of shutting down uh, in Lesotho at the China uh, at the um, opening of the Children's Center. Uh, I saw that with Harry because that's when he became kind of mean, and I saw the wrath of him. Uh, I got the wrath of him, but in all fairness, Harry apologized to that. He was overtired, but you know it still was no excuse, Harry. I'm saying that directly to him. Obviously, he's not going to hear this podcast ever, but. This is my, you know, defense of him. So fast forward to the uh, the party. Harry's talking about so much passion, and then later on, that butthead came back, and he was just being as, oh, it was it was awful. It was actually traumatic what happened that night, um, because a guy was harassing me the entire summer, and reason also not name dropping because that guy did apologize years later about his behavior because you know he was young and stupid. That's another reason why I've forgiven him. But at the time, I, I couldn't believe the way the guy was acting. And the reason why he was harassing me, and I will say this much, because there's a stereotype for women who show up to polo. The stereotype is that women are there for wham, bam, thank you, sir, ma'am, as I call it, or a hookup, which I never partake in. I never will do. And, um, but that's the stereotype. And what the, one of the mates had said, and Harry William have uh, no idea, zero idea that some of their mates acted this way when they weren't around. 
And they would use the line, oh, I'm friends with William and Harry. And we know women come to Polo to see William and Harry, and they want to snog them, and they want to shag them. Well, we try them out first, and then we let Harry and William know if they're good in bed. I are a good kisser. I kid you not, this literally happened. I also wrote down my diary, because I, I was just dumb. I was like, this is disgusting. I hope they were joking, but they do use that line at me. One person used that line. And, uh, yeah, that really disgusted me. And... Um, that person I don't think was a very good friend to William and Harry. I don't, I haven't seen them around them. So I don't know if that person's still in the circle as much as they were growing up. I don't know. But yeah, that person literally used that line on me. And I thought that's disgusting. And because I turned him down, he froze me out and spread rumors about me. This is stuff that does happen regardless who you are, famous or not. I'm not famous. I would just happen to be a girl to, to Polo one day. I was living in Europe. I was, had an internship, and I love the sport. And it becomes addicting. It really does, a sport. I mean, those men in the polo trousers, mm, they are good looking. I will say that. So fast forward now um, to Harry. And uh, that person, the butthead, was just being a... He made me cry, basically, what happened. And uh, Harry told that person... Well, no, Harry... Sorry, Harry didn't say anything uh, to that person directly. He, Harry saw me crying, and I was... The paparazzi guy came, so there's a photograph, and it's just my back, but I still have the dress. I can't fit into it anymore. I was like, anybody, size zero then. I'm not size zero. I'm size six now in American standards, uh, maybe eight at this point, because I'm 43 now. Uh, but yeah, it was a backless dress. It was a dress I bought at uh, JCPenney in the States. It's like $20 dress. I love that dress. And it was a V-neck to- holder top, too, and he tied in the back. Uh, so yeah, Harry danced with me for like one, ha- one and a half to three seconds, if anything. All he said was cheer up, don't worry about what they said. They were drinking. I said, Harry, thank you, but you don't know the full story. And he did come to my defense with that person. So uh, that person realized they were out of line that night. So this is what Harry does. Harry does have a good heart. And I will tell you that. That's what people don't realize about Harry. But we hear Harry right in the spa. We hear him whining constantly. And I think... The, my feelings with Spare was this. I don't think he should have written the book. I think if he did, then write the manuscript or give it to the people involved privately, but not in public. Because he opened up Pandora's box. If you open up Pandora's box, people like myself and others will be triggered. Whether we come forth and talk or not is a different scenario. The only reason why I'm speaking up about both is because Kenneth Owens did kind of upset me a little bit. Now, what kind of person is Harry? Um, he is a very kind and loving person. I did get his wrath in Lesotho because, well, he was overtired. He was also, I think, why he was shutting down. He's being go- told to do, thing, tell him, he was being told, um, how should I sum this up? Being told to go in different directions. And it's like he did not have time to think what is logical for him. And what I mean is, when he flew into Lesotho, uh, so myself and others, we flew in a few days earlier. We got a lovely tour, ate a lovely food. Oh, Lesotho is such a beautiful country. If you ever go, highly recommend it. The kindest people you'll ever meet. I have fond memories of the Basotho people. I even learned some of the language, too. Um, I have their Basotho hat that one person gave me. I have the mug that uh, the charity Santa Bali gave all of us, and a little tiny little souvenir hat. Um, so I kept all that, and my kids like as I put it in my little uh, shadow box. And but when Harry came in, all of us were standing in the tent, the patrons, and we thought Harry would come over and talk to us. Look at the video online. 
Um, I may put it, because it's my vocal podcast, uh, I'm going to put this podcast on YouTube later on tonight, and I will link it, and I'll find the video and put it within my podcast. It won't be in sync with this podcast, of course, I'll just kind of run through my podcasting. But you'll see, uh, I'm in the red dress, I get up, I saw the camera, because I don't like being photographed, and I turned and walked around, and um, so that's when I, the camera went away, I sat back down. Um, and I was wearing red dress and loafers, literally, because you don't wear heels and something like that. And I'm just laughing because I remember there were people dressed in eyes. I'm not going to put heels into the grass. Uh, so, but yeah, Harry was walking around and talking to the cameras and what made it to Daily Mail and BBC and et cetera, et cetera. But what they did not film was, apart from that one camera person, was how many people were there for supporting the charity. And Harry did not even bother coming in and greeting us. And I think if Harry stood up for himself... I think he would definitely had because we are the people, we made it happen. If you had seen the uh, the brochure or the, what do you call it, um, the pamphlet that they give to all those pe- people showed up, the patrons and whatnot, nobody was mentioned apart from Elton John and Kensington and et cetera for supporting. They're just like, thank you for the people supporting. Well, it wasn't a huge crowd of people there. And the guy sitting next to me, who was a very wealthy man, was appalled. He says, we came out this way. Where's Elton John? It's great his name's mentioned. But we should be mentioned in here. We donate our own money. And I agree. That should have been. But yeah, Harry didn't really, I mean, he spoke to all of us, but he didn't really, I mean, in his speech, but he never came over and talked to us. Now you're saying, Salty, what does this have to do with what Candace Owens is saying? Well, a lot. Because Harry doesn't think for himself enough. And so even Megan being his mouthpiece right now, allegedly being his mouthpiece, I can't say one way or another. I've never met Megan um, because I backed away from everything in 2016, from everybody I knew, from the charity work I knew, I was shutting down because I, I get what Harry's going through. Of course, obviously I've never been into, you know, right to the, going to a palace party. Well, I did, I did go to Kensington. I did that for Central Point, but uh, it was, you know, you just hang out. It's just it's just chilling. Um, but yeah, you shut down when things get overwhelmed, when you can't speak up. And I could tell you, I will reveal this much. There was someone in the charity, and I'm sure if Harry heard this podcast, he probably would know who I'm talking about. Um, I call him a snake. That was his nickname amongst several people in the charity world. He doesn't uh, support, he's not part of that anymore. And uh, the reason why is when we were in Africa, I went to his house. And he was bad-mouthing Harry so much, and other people who were in there were bad-mouthing. Um, that bothered me a lot. Now, I will say this part, too. People asked me, one thing the charity asked me, how did you find out about this charity? One, it was none of their business. I, I mean, it literally could have been like, oh, I found it online or whatever. No, the reality, I knew about the charity because Harry spoke of the idea in 2004, that summer, at, uh, in, in Cartier International Polo at the China White After Party. I was sitting at his table. But I'm not going to betray Harry's trust. Of course, now it doesn't matter because I don't see the guy. I probably never will again. Um, you know, I wish him well. It's all he can do. But I will say this much. People need to listen to the man more. The guy is super smart. Who cares he didn't go to university? Who cares? I wasn't that smart and I got a university degree. I didn't get straight A's. I passed. You know, my family would say this, getting straight A's doesn't mean you're a smart person. You can be a straight A student and be the dumbest person when it comes to common sense. You could fail out of school and be the smartest person with common sense. 
Harry does have common sense, but he listens to the wrong people. I think that's the problem. And uh, I think that he just needs to meditate and shut off the media and just, you know, shut off his phone for a bit, stay away from the noise. And he needs to figure out where he belongs because what he did was he pulled out because due to Megan, um, all of us are seeing right through Megan. I could tell you from what I seen of Megan Markle, again, I never met her. Um, I could tell you that she, a lot of things she said in many of her interviews over the years was almost identical to Diana's, uh, the, the late princess, may she rest in peace, but a lot of her interviews, the Oprah interview, she, did you notice that she was dressing just like Wallace Simpson in one of Wallace's dresses? Very similar mannerisms to one of the interviews that Wallace Simpson gave. So with that said and done, I think Megan is just, she's a big mouthpiece, but she's also very narcissistic. I don't think she's a great influence. But again, we don't know what goes behind closed doors. We see the persona on the me- in the media. I'm sure if I met Megan in real life, I may not have the, the, I may not be thinking this. But from what I heard and what I know and what Harry has done, I think all of us just feel sorry at the end of the day. And I hope things go better. I hope him and William, uh, you know, resolve the rift. But I honestly don't see it happening right now as long as Harry doesn't wake up and realize what is going on. Uh, I did see something on Twitter this morning because I responded on my Salty Vixen uh, Twitter page to, um, what's that man? I can't stand him. Howard Stern. I used to like Howard, but he was talking about so negative about Charles, King Charles III. And I said, I responded. I said, you're saying this about King Charles in a negative way. You don't know what great things this man has done. He's helped out a lot of charity work. He's helped out people. He's had great ideas being shot down over the years because he's a, he's a, a figurehead. He can't dip his toes in, in, in politics. But the man does have great ideas. The media has always ridiculed him. And then someone responded, well, he should take care of his, uh, I'm paraphrasing, not the exact words, but he should always be looking out for his son, Harry. And I responded, he does. You don't know what goes behind closed doors. I'm sure Harry talks to his father. I think... At some point in the beginning, when they heard about Netflix, Charles was advised not to talk to him until things simmered down. Uh, On the flip side, about the whole thing with Thomas Markle, I think Megan freezing out her dad is is a wrong thing to do. Um, And I hope that she heals the rift with her father as well, because he did a lot for his daughter. But unfortunately, again, with social media, you're hearing the positive things of people who are supporting Megan and the people who are seen right through Megan. But, um, you know, I, one thing we'll say about Meghan Markle, I would say her podcast she had for, what is it called, Archetypes, I did like listening to. Something she's, a few things she has said in there I did agree with. I think that was a good thing. I think she should continue that podcast. Um, but, yeah, as far as Harry goes, and I will defend him when I, and as necessary, that uh, Kenneth Owens is right in certain things, but calling him dumb, I take offense to that. And uh, that's going to be the end of my podcast today. So, all right, my lovelies, have a lovely day. Goodbye.